Hi, my name is David. And my name is Levon. Welcome to Our Weekly Bread, where we listen to the Sunday Gospel readings and learn from God's Word. We're deacons in the Armenian Apostolic Church. In each episode, we'll read the Gospel in English, then have a short discussion reflecting on how to apply God's teachings to our lives. We'll conclude by chanting the Gospel in Armenian, the language of prayer. The reading is the Gospel according to Luke, chapters 16, verses 16 through 31. The Law and the Prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the Kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing their way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. The Rich Man and Lazarus There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that In your lifetime you received good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, For I have five brothers, let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets, let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. So ends the reading. So this is part two for this week. It covers Luke 16, chapters 16 till 31. Um, And so it starts with what looks like a blurb and then goes into a parable about a rich man and and someone named Lazarus. So don't let the paucity of words fool you about the first three verses here (laughs) because the first one literally says the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John the Baptist since that time the good news of the kingdom of god is being preached the kingdom of god jesus brought the kingdom of god to earth so we're not talking about the laws or the prophets they're done so he's saying it's easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law because that period is over here comes the new covenant the new testament yeah this is foreshadowing at the last supper when jesus breaks the bread and shares the wine and says this bread is my body take it and eat it and then he says do this in remembrance of me and then he specifically says about the blood this is my blood 
of the new covenant. Correct. Can't be um, more clear. I think that it's really important for us. Every Sunday, there's usually a prophetic reading. So from the Old Testament, uh, an epistle, which is usually read, not chanted. So both of those are usually not chanted, except for the book of Daniel during Holy Week. Yep. And then the gospel, which is chanted. These first two verses tell me a couple of things. First of all, Jesus is our new covenant. Mm-hmm. He is our new guarantor. He's our redeemer. But the second thing is that when you read the Old Testament, you have to view it through the lens of the New Testament. Other way around? I would actually say both. Okay. You know, the Old Testament has context. I'm probably straying into controversy here, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it was written for Jews at that time. When we read the Old Testament through the lens of the New Testament, Mm -hmm. specifically, there are completely different lessons to be taken out of the words of the Old Testament. But Um, they also foreshadow a lot for what's coming in the New Testament in terms of what Jesus fulfills. They do. The prophets really do most of the foreshadowing of of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the Old Testament, read them through the context of the New Testament. Okay, okay, okay. It makes the Old Testament mean something entirely different than just like a dry reading of the Old Testament. Understood. That makes sense. Understood. Have the New Testament in mind when reading the Old Testament. When reading the Old Testament, yeah. yeah. Okay. What about that next line, line 18? Jesus talked about this before when he was talking about marriage, but he makes it really specific here, and I think that this is also probably a very audacious statement in a time when wives were considered property of their husbands but he says that a man who divorces his wife and marries someone else is an adulterer and if a man marries a divorced woman the man is committing adultery it puts the blame on the man i think this would have been like a really tough pill to swallow back then it elevates women above just Property of X, you know, property mm-hmm. of David or property of loved one or whatever. Mm-hmm. The woman is a person. It goes back to the, the attempted stoning of Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. Rather than stoning all of the men that she supposedly was spending time with, they were stoning just Mary Magdalene. And here he is saying... Well, he counters by saying, whoever throws the first stone... Whoever's without sin, whoever's throw, without the first, sin throw the first, first stone. stone. And yeah. no one can do that. So he countered it beautifully yeah. to that. They're always trying to pin Jesus. He counters it. Every right. Time. What's interesting is that this applies to that exact, exact situation, situation right? yeah. Yeah. where she was going to be stoned by the people there, and he's saying guys were going after the wrong person. So let's go to the next parable, which is the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. What happens here? There was a wealthy man, and one thing that we can tell because he was dressed in purple yeah. is that he was some kind of royalty. In the Roman Empire at the time, it was illegal if not extremely frowned upon for someone who was not royalty to to wear purple. There was a beggar at his gate. Every day. Every day, covered with sores, who wanted to eat. He wanted food. All he wanted was food. Even the dogs Mm -hmm. came and looked at him and looked after him. When the beggar and this rich man passed away, the beggar went to heaven and the rich man went the other way. And the rich man saw that the beggar went to heaven and begged for Abraham at the time to have pity on him. The rich man became the beggar. He wanted to go to heaven in that moment. What happens after that? Abraham responds and essentially says, A, you had your chance. B, no one can come see you there where you are. It's It's too too late, late, basically. And so then the rich man says, please send Lazarus to my family right. so if, that they'll if, know before it's too late. If you won't help me, help them. And what what is the answer? Abraham <laughs> replies saying, 
They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Meaning, we already told you what to do. We already told you the path to get to heaven. And this is, someone told me this, it stuck with me. The Bible, if you make it an acronym, is basic instructions before leaving earth. You got your manual, kid. You know what the truth is and what good things you have to do and what yeah. to avoid and how you can be saved. But if you just ignore it, sorry, yeah. you know, there's no second chance with this. Pretty brutal. Pretty basic yeah. too, right? Yeah. So Abraham says, listen, they have the rules. They know what the rules they are know supposed what to, to follow. And the rich man says, please, please, please. And <laughs> Abraham responds and basically says... I'm not going to send them a ghost. What makes you think that they're going to believe a ghost if they didn't believe Moses? Mic drop. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It just goes to show, rich or poor, that people who do good make it. And I think it also goes to show that your life is your chance. Your yeah. life is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. I would also read this, the purpose of your life is not to go to heaven. It's not like a bank account where you're like, okay, well, I did 13 good things and four bad things. So, okay, so good uh, outweighs yeah. the bad. I'm in. Okay, I can stop now. That's not what this is about. Your life is your chance to bring God's kingdom here. Mm-hmm. Which is what Jesus which did. Which is what Jesus did. The difference being Different. that Jesus, the son, was here when he did it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we have the Holy Spirit. To guide us, I firmly believe, sometimes speak for us. Absolutely. We're all going to die at some point. We have no second chance at life. What will we have to show for it in the end? Will it be a full life or an empty one? Will it be full of good deeds and helping others? Or will it be selfish and hoardful? A loved life or a hated one? It's up to us to choose the path. We have that free will. We all know know the rules of the universe, even in physics. God made the universe and it obeys certain laws of nature. We know how the world works for the most part. We don't have all the answers, but we have enough to get where we need to go. And here's the other thing to it with this parable. Jesus makes it pretty clear that we need to care for the less fortunate. It's not directly said here, but he's like, look, this rich man who thought he was fine and this poor person who the rich man saw every day, he should have helped that neighbor and he didn't. And we're called to be helping people that was part of the law and the prophets to take care of the needy those were things that moses and the prophets told the israelites to do typically when you think of like glory to god and the highest in maybe different faiths or different historical times the closer you were in wealth and status the closer you were to god was the maybe the mentality but god jesus was there for the poor. He flips it upside down and it just goes to show that we are responsible. The church people are responsible for helping the poor. That's part of our quote-unquote job description, being a human being, helping our fellow human being. They're not an an other. They're your fellow human being. And I would say helping the poor, whatever that means. It means people who are lonely, people Mm -hmm. who are grieving, people who need help with something the definition would be less fortunate than you wherever you are in your quote-unquote wealth status there are certain things that you were born into a certain lifestyle certain country certain wherever the poor is always there it doesn't have to be like monetarily it could be emotionally all these other aspects and now lori will read the gospel in armenian serpo avedaranis hisusi christosi Vores Hugasi. Yer Parisetsi Nergalesena is polore, Gapahargain sign. Canivor Arzata serene. 
եւ սավանոնց թուք եք որ մարդոց արչեւ արթարկը ցույցեք ցես սակայն աստված գիտեց ցեր սիրդերը որովհետեւ ով մարդոց արչեւ բարձրը բիղսե աստծո արչեւ օրենքը ու մարկարեները մինչև հովանես քոյություն ունեն անգե հետո կկարոսվի աստծո արքայությունը եւ ամեն ողք կփռնաթադես այն ավելի թյուրուն է որ երկինք ու երկիր անցնի քան թե օրենքեն նշանախեց մբաքսի օվոր կարծակե երկինը եւ ուրիշ մկարնե շնություն գնե իսկ օվոր արձակված կարնե շնություն գնե հարուս մարդ մկար որբհես ու ծիրանի կհակվեր ամեն օրջող ուրախություն սարքեր եւ խազարոս անոնով մարդ մը վերքերով ծածկված ինքած բարկածեր անոր թրան արչեւ եւ այն կփափակեր իր փորը լեցնել այն փոշանտներով որ գինային հարուստին սեղանեն եւ դակավին շներն ալկուկային եւ գլզեն անոր վերքերը եւ երբ աղքադը մերավ հրեշտակները զայն դարին աբրահամին քոքը հարուստնալ մերավ եւ թախվեցավ եւ թշողքի մեջ մինչ կտանչվեր բարձրացույց իր աչքերը հերուեն դեսավ աբրահամը եւ խազարոսնալ անոր քիրկը հանգստացած եւ հարուստը աղահակեց ու ասավ հայրաբրահամ ողորմե ինձի եւ հրկե խազարոսը որին մադին ծայրը թրչե ճուրով եւ զովացնել է զուս որովհետեւ այս գրագին մեջ կբաբակիմ եւ աբրահամը սավանոր որդիակ հիշե որդուն ստացար քու բարիկներդ այնտեղ քու կյանքիդ ընթացքին իսկ խազարոսը չարչարանքները հիմա այն աստեղ կմխիթարվի իսկ թուն այնտեղ կբաբակիս իսկ այս փոլորեն զատ մեծ վիմկա մեր եւ ծեր մինչև եթե ուզեն ասկեցեզի անցնիլ չեն գրնար ոչալ մեկը ադկե գրնա մեզի անցնիլ հարուստը սավ արդ գահաչեմ քեզի հայր որ խազարոսը հրկես հոս դունը որ ես հինգ եղբայրներ ունիմ որբեսի անոնց վկայություն դա որ իրենք ալ չկան դանչանքներու այս վայրը եւ աբրահամը սավ այնքան ունիմ մովսես եւ մարկարեներ թող անոնց մտի գնեն իսկ անսավ ոչ հայր աբրահամ բայց եթե մերնելեն մեկը երթա անոնց բիդի աբաշխարեն եւ աբրահամը սավանոր եթե մովսեսին եւ մարկարեներուն մդիկ չեներ մերալներեն մեկն հարություն արնե պիտի չհամոսվին the word of god oh.